Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Hello and welcome to Vitality, Women Leading Audaciously. Today, our honored guest is Heather Ivany. She is a spiritual mentor and aligned with her soul's purpose and mine, I have to admit. And I'm delighted to have you on the show, Heather. How did it come to be that you became a spiritual mentor? Like, What were the steps along your life's path that, that led you here? Hmm. Well, thank you first and foremost for inviting me to be a part of your your program, Jennifer. It's an honor to be here with you. Okay. Uh, yeah, so so my path with being a spiritual mentor, it, it unfolded quite organically. Uh, like many, I started off in the traditional yoga asana realm of teaching yoga classes, but very early on, my classes had a spiritual flavor to them. So I wasn't known uh, to, I was a physical teacher, but I, I had that spiritual component to my classes. So there were certain students that would come that would fall away because they wanted more of a, a physical practice and, and, and languaging based on the physical body. And then that created space in that void for people that really wanted to blend both the physical body with the spiritual body to come in. And then gradually, it just over the years, it would unfold into um, leading trainings that allowed more depth into people's practices. And then it really accelerated um, when the pandemic hit and studios closed. It gave me this beautiful opportunity to just seize the day and make that step from teaching, you know, 10 to 15 classes a week into uh, offering the quiet moments in that time off to just really redefine and see what it is that I wanted to be doing and how could I make that more of an offering for people to step into. Mm, I love that unfolding mm. organically. I know so many women who are listening are really wanting to make a change or needing to make a change in their careers. And we, there's just so much we're not in control of, but we, we want to be in control of because it helps us perhaps, <laughs> even though ultimately it doesn't. And uh, I just love how you, you know, have provided that reassurance that it just unfolded organically and you allowed it to unfold organically because there is, it just seems like when you look back on, on my life, at least it's like this divine unfolding of events. And at the time it's not understandable, but when you look back, it's like, oh, that had to happen. So that could happen. <laughs> and it led to this. So organically is the, the right way to describe it. Not right, but you know, accurate resonates. Yeah. And I love how, um, how you're making that point that oftentimes in the moment we can't see the breadcrumbs and it's only when you're kind of looking over your shoulder several years later that you can sort of see the dots that connected. And that's where for many of us, it's, it's leaning into that deep layer of trust in self and trust in life and trust in, in source energy that, that the next steps are presenting themselves, even if we don't understand what they mean or why they're coming in the form that they do. So true. So true. It's like, I've always been interested in, in food and making healthy food taste delicious. And I'm, I've been kind of obsessed about it for, you know, a few decades. Uh, and, you know, my parents were interested in it too, uh, more for flavor than for function. And it's like these passions of ours, they lead us somewhere. Uh, and to me, like the nutrition piece, like it wasn't going deep enough. 
And then teaching yoga asana classes wasn't, you know, was, I just felt like we were scratching the surface, even though yoga asana is a phenomenal part of the system of yoga. It's like, I, I too had the desire to go deeper. And it sounds like um, that's what you're doing too. You have a four month program uh, where you help us uh, help women and men align to their soul's purpose. Is that right? Yeah, so that um, that was kind of contrived over sort of 25 years of being a, a practitioner of yoga, taking the life experiences that I've had, and then just also offering in the, the thousands of years of philosophy and, and ancient yogic wisdom into that whole program. Um, so it's a, yes, it's a four month long program. We work with intention. So really taking the time to identify what it is that we want uh, and why do we want it? And, and for many of us, it's giving ourselves permission to even dream about what it is that we want for ourselves. Cause we, we oftentimes shelve that for so long because other things start to become more of a priority. And then we also work with resistance because resistance inevitably, inevitably will come up if we're working with transformational change or growth or expansion in any way, there'll be resistance because we're stepping into the unknown and the body doesn't like that. And we lean into boundary work. So how can we set strong boundaries so that we can stay committed to our focus and consistent with our focus? And then we lean into rest because um, I find that that's such an undervalued component of our health and well-being. So really taking the time to identify why rest is important and how to prioritize that. And then from there, we kind of lean into just personalizing as to where the, the individual wants to lean into next. So for some it's meditation, for some it's more manifestation, um, and for others it's, it's connecting more with source consciousness through their meditation. So not just the peace and calm that meditation provides, but how to connect more with source energy in that time. Beautiful, so, oh, mm -hmm. so beautiful. Really resonates with me in terms of the pillars that are required on the path towards transformation. And for those of you who are listening, uh, there is a whole doctrine and grammar of yoga uh, called the Patanjali Yoga Sutras and yoga asana that we have here in the West is really just one little tranche, one little branch uh, on the tree of yoga, so to say. Um, there are, are, are many limbs, eight limbs, and each of those limbs um, has a whole system inside of itself. And it's a really perfect system, what I would call perhaps the, the ultimate lifestyle medicine protocol. And it's... Um, like a mathematical formula isn't it on mm -hmm. how to achieve liberation and heather is like one of the few people that i've spoken to who, who know about this mm. <laughs> this is pretty exciting oh this is fun <laughs> yeah um it's like a, it's really like a mathematical formula on how to achieve freedom uh in in this in this lifetime and it's it's something i study every day and i have studied every day for over 20 years wow beautiful it and what, what are the pieces that, that you find are like the non-negotiables for you? I fixate more or less on chapter two, Itisad and Apadaha. And that chapter for me is really humbling. Um, when I read the other chapters, I find I start getting attached to the uh, fruits of my labor or the fruits of my efforts, the fruits of my practices, whereas chapter two keeps me really focused on, on the now and the integrity of, uh, of my intention and the, um, the, the fortitude of just, you know, really every single day. I mean, for me, non-negotiable um, is of course my, my food. Mm. You know, that's, that's the cleanliness of diet, um, like less is more, um, the increase in prana, 
uh, in terms of deep breathing uh, and being in the present moment, which is, um, which is a huge practice for me, something that I you know, continue to deepen into. So there's the pranayama practice, there's the uh, nutritional practice, of course, asana practice, which looks different depending on the weather, the day, the time of month, et cetera, and um, sleep. I'm really into sleep. It's almost like my whole day is preparing for a great night's sleep. <laughs> And connection with nature, and um, and I, and for me, it's about the the interactions, and that's something that can be challenging, right? Just to be really aware of um, of what's going on, you know, inside yeah. of me in my interactions. And there's uh, there's definitely some some work to do. So it's just constant awareness. Yoga asana is like, it's just like it's it, it's yoga is like all day, every day, right? It's not just like one hour or ninety minutes, you know. But for you, what's non negotiable? Well, I, I think you're hitting on a really nice point there where um, personally, and I think also in society, we're seeing the same thing where this, this hour a day of, of kind of letting the steam off a little bit, letting, letting some of the stress off and then moving back into the day of busy, it's just not working. It's, it's, it's not, you know, it's not filling the cup anymore. And so when I realized that within myself and started to make different steps to create sort of mini rituals all day long to sort of feel like I was in a steady current of the energy that I wanted to be a part of that was really important to me mm. and I also feel like that was sort of what led me into um, offering the, a mentorship program for people was just noticing that that the satiation of one hour of yoga just wasn't doing it for people anymore they, they wanted to have um, a, a day that is filled with being a part of something bigger than themselves rather than a moment in the day. And so that that's kind of, for me, what my non-negotiable is. It, it shifts in the way it looks from day to day, but it's, it's constantly sort of redirecting my attention back into that current. How can I feel more in the current of, of life rather than uh, watching it or pushing up against it? Yeah, that's so beautiful. There's so much resistance. Um, that I'm aware of in my field. And uh, it's, it's, it's part of that presencing practice in, in letting that go or integrating it. Um, someone asked, what was it? Uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say her name right. Pem, Pema Shodron, is that, how do you, do you know this woman? The I do know, I do know, but I can't, I can't, you pronounced it better than I can. <laughs> someone asked her, what is kindness? Hmm. And she said, it's the warmth of acceptance. It's the experience of warmth through acceptance. Mm. And it was in that moment that I realized, oh my gosh, it made it so clear to me where all the resistance is. Uh, it's so interesting. But I, one of the reasons I moved to where I live is to be, uh, to feel my smallness in amongst the mountains and the massive ocean. And um, it is, it is, it is so important for me. I don't know why it's so important for me, but it is <laughs> that perspective of like, I love that. Like, um, if I can be so so bold, your energy is quite big. Your personality is quite big. So for you to be hungry to feel the smallness of you, that's not that's not common. I, I think most people feel like they're that they're not heard or that they don't have voice, and so they're trying to figure out how to feel the fullness and the bigness of them. And and your whole like essence of how you radiate is just very um, confident and radiating and able to be in a room and be able to hold your own. And so I love that you're like, I actually needed a mountain to be humbled. 
I think that's beautiful. I think that's Thanks. amazing. Good for you. Own that. Thank you. <laughs> so you're a mom, you're a wife. Yeah. Uh, you're also, uh, you know, an entrepreneur. And um, how do you, you know, in your day to day, you know, like how, how does it look for you to, to manage your, your flow and to, to, to tap into this current? What, how do you, what, what do you, what are some of the tools and techniques that you use? Yeah, it's, it's multifaceted. Um, so from the very beginning, my husband has always worked out of town and we don't live anywhere where we have um, extended family. So from the very beginning of being a mom, it was up to me to figure out how to get my self-care because no one else was going to offer it to me. So um, that came with just really putting um, that part of me that wanted to feel guilt or shame for not giving all of my full attention to my children at all times, being able to actually put that on the shelf a little bit and prioritize some self-care. So that sometimes is in the form of obviously yoga practice and meditation. Same as you, it's eating good food and just allowing myself to savor the food that I'm eating, not just to eat it while I'm doing other things. Um, and finding those quiet pockets of, you know, maybe it's like, you know, when the kids are really young, it's, it's as simple as being able to close the door when you're using the bathroom. But as they grow older, it's, it's, oh, now I get to have a cup of tea that's uninterrupted. And then as they grow older, it's like, oh, I get a whole evening to myself. I mean, that's like going to Maui for a week when you get that, right? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And these little pockets that you just start to savor and, and really find the sacredness and the value in what we would normally think of as mundane moments and how to make them precious and how to make them um, almost holy in a sense is how I would describe it. Yeah. But at the very beginning, it was just that no one else is here to do this for you. And I know how unhappy I am as a mother and just in the languaging with myself when I'm tired, when I'm impatient and when I feel like I don't have that time to, to fill my own cup. So mm. It, it became, a non, as we were talking, a non-negotiable for me. Other, otherwise, everything I think would have crumbled. Yeah, thank you so much for saying that. A lot of the women listening are juggling balls. You know, they're just, they're working full-time. They're a mom. They are a wife. They're managing a household. So they're really feeling underwater. So thanks for mm -hmm. saying that because it's mm -hmm. really, for me too, I raised my kids uh, independently and it was you know, I knew that if I didn't pick up the pieces, everything was going to fall apart. And it's like everyone pays at the end of the day if, if, if I didn't get my me time. And, you know, we're not talking like four hours a day, you know, like you're talking like there were these little moments in between that you had to learn um, and appreciate and, and celebrate. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how anyone does it without like the acknowledgement of a higher power. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. Yeah. It could be God. It could be nature. It could be, you know, a religion, whatever it is. I mean, but uh, that, that holy nature that you were talking about is uh, such a huge part of what fuels me and gives me hope. Mm, yeah. But if one of you out there listening doesn't have a higher power and you have tools and techniques, I'd be curious what they, what they are actually, because it's hard for me to relate. <laughs> I'm such, such, my faith is so strong. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. You know, I think other things um, that are little, little pockets that we can lean into would also be just the release of expectation. So, you know, when you're a new mom and, you're, and your little one is just so tiny, the only person that can look after that one is a fully qualified, you know, bachelor in nannying or, or on par or babysitter. 
And then you get to this point where it's like, my self-care is so important that even if I'm in a situation where I can't afford higher childcare, I became very comfortable with getting to know my neighbors and finding a high school student on the street that was just wanting to play with my little one after school for a couple of hours. And mm -hmm. that alone was so freeing for me. It, it didn't break the budget. I, my expectations weren't as high. And actually my kids had more fun because they were you know, of the level that they were able to play and hang out with them. So sometimes it's, it's this higher power. And sometimes it's like, what am I tolerating right now? And how can I release some of the things that I'm tolerating? Oh my gosh, right? I mean, this is a huge topic. Expectations, everything from um, how much exercise you're doing every day. For uh, There are a lot of type A women in the audience, you know, and, and our expectations of ourselves. Um, it is unbelievable what we expect. And sometimes, quite frankly, for myself, it's unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely unrealistic. And it's like, you're, it's like setting ourselves up for failure constantly because our expectations of ourselves uh, is, is unrealistically high. So it's interesting. And, and when you're living with, your, with yourself and you're the only lens that's looking at that, it's really hard to see where you can let go. This is where, this is where I love hiring my own teacher and my own mentor is because they're able to see my blind spots. Totally. And I had an amazing teacher that was just like, I can't believe how much you're tolerating, how much you're putting up with in a week that I thought I was doing. I mean, I was doing a good job, but I wasn't even aware of the areas that I could also release in until she pointed it out to me. And that's where I love having a, a different lens or a different set of eyes on what I'm doing to just really be able to see those blind spots and, and pull them to the surface and and tease them out a little bit, right? It's essential. It's the way mm -hmm. nature is organized. We need each other to self-realize. Yeah. It is absolutely, I think, required when I look at how nature functions. We need each other. It's like an ecosystem of love. It's an ecosystem um, that helps us thrive. If we can have loving, clear feedback, I mean, because not everyone can see your blind spots or the blind spots they're seeing are self, self-serving, <laughs> but I've had some great teachers too, and I don't know where I'd be without them, to be honest. Yeah. And same thing where it's when you're looking in hindsight over your shoulder and you're like, wow, because I hired that teacher, I can see that this, this, and this, and this landed into place for me. Right. Or because I, I had conversation with this particular person, this is, this is why I am where I am today. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that's just, um, it's Allowing. huge. And for some reason, for some reason, investing in ourselves, is so much more of a challenge than investing in something material. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's a lot about trust, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's easier to 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 spend that money on a new car or a different set of skis or a new mountain bike, but to turn around and spend that same amount of money on investing in self, there's 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 a big block I find um, with well, a lot of people with that. It's predictable. It's like, that's my bike and that's when I know what it does. But like, it's not even the trust in the other person. It's the trust in themselves to show mm -hmm. up and follow through. I think that's really what I notice more and more now that I've been doing this for, for so many years. I mean, it's easy to show up and do a yoga class, you know, um, but to like invest in yourself and like know that this transformation is available to you and that you're going to become this, you know, this, this greater version of yourself that's deeper and more aligned. It's um, for many people, it's just, it's kind of, I don't know if terrifying is the right word, but it's also exhilarating. It all depends on how you relate to the unknown. <laughs> there yeah, is a word yeah. for all of us. <laughs> it's a different word mm -hmm. for many of us. All right. So when you're tired, you're feeling like really low on energy because you've had to do, you know, too many things. 
um, in any given day, what is your go-to that kind of realigns you, refuels you, resources you? Um, there's a few things that I like to use. One, I really enjoy yoga nidra. I do love just lying on, on my bed and putting some headphones on and listening to a guided yoga nidra because usually my head is quite, even though I'm physically tired or mentally tired, my head is still spinning from all the projects that I've done in that day. So yoga nidra for me just offers this really nice transition of taking the mind from the busy and slowly bringing it into that pratyahara space of that senses withdrawal and just going into that internal landscape. And it's hands-free, right? I don't have to think about it. I, I just listen to the audio guide. Um, and, and that sort of can, can almost renew me for the, for the evening session of being with my kids and helping them with what they need help with. The other areas that I do, one, it's, uh, it's forced nothingness. So mm -hmm. sitting on the couch and looking out the window and not preoccupying myself with even a book, just allowing all the filing and sorting that the mind just needs to do now that things have slowed down to just have that process. Uh, and that's, that's challenging for me because I am a doer. So even with my meditation practice, I, I, I'm doing meditation or I'm doing yoga, but that the absolute nothingness is more of a challenge for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky one. Um, and then I'll sleep. I nap. I, I'm a napper. Nice. <laughs> so I love it. Have a little nap after supper. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> no, I really appreciate that. Um, no one's actually ever said those things. And I, I have to say, I also, as an, also as an experienced meditator, gosh, 27 years or so now, I find that when my mind is really busy, that having those audio recordings are so helpful to just harness my mind and kind of clear it out. It's like in 20 minutes, what it's like, it just changes my entire landscape. I mm -hmm. love how you mentioned that. That's, I use that too. Mm -hmm. And I have some of my favorite go-tos, you know, because um, you have to also be careful what you're inviting in, in those spaces of guided imagery or guided meditation. Um, but is that what you were referring to? <laughs> what, what do you mean? Is that right for with the yoga? Like, like with the um, audio that you were list that you listen to. You mentioned three things you do as your go to when you rest, and the first yeah. one is, is it was it, is it kind of like a guided meditation? Yeah, it's a guided meditation. So the difference between yoga nidra and meditation is is um, meditation is first of all you're usually seated, mm -hmm. and you're um, you're at some point in the guided meditation that the audio channel will stop and you get to move into the meditative state, right? There's sort of a silent pause at the end. Whereas yoga nidra, you're lying on your back and it's, it's a very um, systematic staircasing of taking your body into a guided relaxation, but the audio channel never disconnects. Mm -hmm. So as, as you. you go into the state of rest, yeah. there's still this, um, this audio connection, which means you don't ever fully leave your body the way that you can when you meditate. Um, it's just a different way of connecting to source consciousness. Beautiful. Yeah, I've done some yoga nidra sessions, um, but not a ton. So not, now I really get what you're saying. Hmm, that's really beautiful. Yeah, and what I like about it is, it, is it'll, it'll, it'll massage your physical body, right? It goes through the layers of your body. So you lie there and it's called the rotation of consciousness, but it massages your physical body. And then when that's all kind of yummy and delicious, then it goes into your energetic body and it massages and relaxes your energetic body. So it, it kind of goes through the body to get into the, the Atman, into that space of, of the bliss state or the, the yeah. still point within you. 
but it goes through the body where sometimes a meditation can kind of, um, I mean, ideally it goes through the body, but it can sometimes go around the body True. and just jump into um, the consciousness space. So it's almost like an energetic shower is how I would describe um, a yoga nidra, just the way that it massages and relaxes each of the layers of the body. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, Qigong does similar things too, but you're right. The pathway through is, is where we are, I think now as a planet. Yeah. I spent so many years trying to go around or above or, you know, underneath. <laughs> um, and, and the only way is to go through. Hmm. I'm really clear on that now, but it took its own time for me to, you know, trust that process, understand it well enough, be capable uh, in, in, in my own confidence inside of my capacity to be resilient inside of it um, and to be able to, you know, navigate the, the power of it, of going through it, you know, because sometimes it can feel like you're going through a very tall, strong wave. <laughs> Totally. That's a great description of it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and it's not comfortable. And we're taught to avoid what's not comfortable. So yeah, if, if there's a lot of if it's been a long time since we've been in the body, there can be a lot of a lot of tall waves in there that we need to navigate through for sure. Totally. Heather, I feel like I could talk to you all day. Like I want to sit with you on the mountaintop here and just have a tea and uh it's just incredible uh, to meet somebody like yourself um, who has had a very similar path, come to very similar conclusions. And even in your languaging, I can hear um, the roots, you know, where they've come mm -hmm. from. So it's just, it's just such a pleasure. I have to, yeah, like, thank you for Aww. being here today. Likewise, likewise. I love how you can take, take the little nuggets and just lead it into the next direction. It's, it's, it's been a real delight to hang out with you, Jennifer. <laughs> Thank you. And there are these hummingbirds, like there's like, a few, like then they've been circling as we've been speaking behind the camera. Oh, <laughs> oh, um, and then any last words of wisdom that you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Hmm. Well, just something that I'm playing with right now is, is having the courage to stay with the consistency to build trust with self. Yeah. That's huge. Hmm. And there's so much freedom that comes from that, isn't it? Like mm -hmm. when we can trust our decisions and we can trust the wisdom is coming from the true self that's connected to source that's aligned with our purpose. And I find like on the days that, that, you know, you're those days that we all have where you're like, is this working or, or what's the point? Or, you know, the, those doubtful days that for some reason, just staying consistent brings me through that, that mini storm and, and just, fills me with more trust in self, like trust in life, trust in self. I, it's, it's magical. I don't know what it is about consistency, but for me, it's, it's a real um, support tool. Yeah. For me too. I find that I, I, consistency, I think is a much kinder word than discipline. It's much softer and more tender. Yeah. It blends a little bit of that masculine discipline with sort of the feminine self-love. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it's not, but I find there's so much freedom uh, inside of that, not in the sense of dogma, but in the sense of just like that commitment and the follow through. Mm -hmm. And then you, then, then like this whole other layer of nectar starts to emerge and it's just 
Incredible. <laughs> it's just you're incredible. bringing the hummingbirds in. You're bringing those hummingbirds in. I love it. <laughs> As you know, it was right there. <laughs> um, well, um, if our listeners want to learn more about your work, your four-month program, uh, they should go to your website. Can you please uh, spell it out for them? Yeah, sure. It's uh, heatherivany.com. So H-E-A-T-H-E-R-I-V as in Victor, A-N-Y.com. And on my homepage there, I have um, a free course that you can click on. It's called the Spiritual Reset. And so it's a beautiful seven-day journey that just helps bring the individual from the distraction of the periphery and into the midline. So that's an easy way to just experience a little bit more of me without any strings being attached to that at all. <laughs> beautiful. I love it. Uh, we'll also include that in the, the show notes and um, just so delighted to, to meet you today and to be with you. Thank you. Likewise. Thanks so much, Jennifer. Well, before we go, I just wanted to mention something that I'm really excited about. There is a intensive retreat in November. Tell us more about that, Heather. Yeah, so that is um, falls on the 19th of November of this year. And that's mostly designed for individuals that we meet so much over Zoom, but you just can't replace in-person contact. So it is a yoga retreat, but it is also a soul retreat. So we spend some time in nature and harmonizing with nature. We spend time in the Akashic Records, which is basically a radio station that you can dial into in a meditation um, field. And we, I have a human design uh, practitioner coming along with me as well. And so she's going to take us into some amazing group conversations in the evenings. And so mostly it's just how do we fill our cup with nature and good food and good company and human contact and touch. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. That'll take place um, at the end of the year. Yeah. So exciting. And um, who's kind of the, the ideal person to, to, to join Oh, I would say anyone who is hungry for um, going deep, like who really wants to, you know, it's not a, it's not a yoga and surf retreat. It's designed to each day sort of takes us a little bit deeper without going so deep that we're going into like opening up old wounds and trauma or anything like that but really just being able to access the authenticity of one's soul mm. and how do we, how do we bring that more to the surface and lead um, when we leave the retreat, how do we lead from that space? Beautiful. I love that. I think we all need that right now and we're craving it. Yeah. 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 So um, lots of time to, to prepare for it and, and make decisions about it, but uh, we wanted to just get the word out early for those people that do plan in advance, but we, um, we're fully aware that a lot of people are making decisions closer to the time and the date just because everything's unpredictable right now, right? Completely. Yeah. yeah. Yet yeah. again, commitment and, 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 and carving out time for ourselves is key. So thank you again for being here. So excited to, about your event, about your program and about meeting you. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Jennifer. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. 
Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jenniferdashaline.com backslash podcast dash guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.